Do you have a golf trip with the boys planned this summer? Or are you looking for an excuse to have one? Do you want to get that trip sponsored? Well, Mizzen and Maine has you covered. Mizzen and Maine, the makers of the greatest dress shirt of all time, makes more than just work clothes. If they can make a dress shirt comfortable, imagine what they can do with golf polos, pants, shorts, pullovers, and even t-shirts. Right now, they're looking for golfers who want free polos. If you and your golfing group are planning a trip this summer, you can apply for free polos and swag for your entire group. You may have seen a few professional golfers wearing Mizzen on TV on Sundays. Everything they make is good enough for the PGA pros and comfortable enough for even the highest of handicappers. The Mizzen and Main Bro-Am is a sweepstakes running from February 26th until March 10th. It's a chance to get your group of golfing buddies covered in Mizzen and Main along with a bunch of free swag. All you have to do is apply at mizzenandmain.com forward slash bro dash am dash sweepstakes. All the info is on their social channels as well. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and everywhere else. After you've applied for the Bro-Am, because why not, it's free, visit www.mizzenandmain.com to start shopping. Use promo code GOLFIQ to get 25% off $130 or more at mizzenandmain.com. This is the Golf IQ podcast, a place for golf nerds to dive into the science and uncover the secrets to playing better golf. I'm the host, Luke Curdenine, and welcome. Drew, we're going to talk about something boring but important yet again today. Green reading. That's sort of our thing here, right? Boring but important. Maybe we should rename the podcast Boring and Important. <laughs> But nevertheless, it is important, and I don't even think it's that boring. It's green reading. Super important, and pros think about it all the time, and we should all think about it a little more too. And today, you're going to break down a new way or a different way of reading long parts that has kind of helped. Has it helped you directly, or has it just helped golfers around you? Uh, no, it's certainly helped me. Uh, it, I... I, I want to get into the different methods that people have of reading long putts. There's a bunch of different ways people um, go about reading putts and aiming their long putts. But a tip I wanted to share, which I got from a friend uh, a few years ago, which has transformed the way I read greens, is if you're struggling to see the line, <clears throat> this is going to sound earth shattering here, but just go back 20, 15, 20 feet from your line and, and then look at your line again and you'll 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 be shocked at how clearly you see the break of the putt uh there's something about taking in uh more of the putt from standing 20 feet back you can see the slopes in the green a lot clearer than if you're standing right behind the ball um you sort of you can't see all of the macro movements in the greens and you're going to lose the bigger picture but when you stand back 20 25 feet it's it's really amazing how well you can see the see the break. I was showing you this in in Florida a few weeks ago, and you were you were pretty shocked, weren't you? Yeah, and it's, it looks so much better. I was just about to say. So Drew and I were playing at Grand Cypress in Florida just before the PGA show, and I forget how this came up. We were just talking golf because we were always taught golf, and Drew said, "You know what really helps?" Somebody told me stand twenty feet behind the ball or more and start reading the putt. Now. 20 feet is a long distance. You, you, Most of us are not doing this already at all. We're standing, what do you reckon, Drew? A max 
three, five feet, maybe? Three to five feet. I mean, yeah, I'm talking like a really kind of ridiculous distance. Yeah, when you stand like 20 feet away, it's going to feel... It's going to feel as though you're quite far away from your ball because you kind of are. But once you take that macro view of your surroundings, you stop obsessing over the nitty gritty, tiny little slopes that you're not sure are there or not. And you can just see, ah, okay, the high point is over there. This is going to break right to left. And as long as you just size up the putt itself you get the gist of what's going to happen you're going to be in a lot better shape than if you're thinking oh is it actually going to straighten out halfway through the the 20 footer that's really not the goal with with these long putts the goal is getting the speed right and the direction generally right i mean am i exactly yeah you're just trying to get the general break and when you're standing really close it's sometimes hard to see that stand back and and you'll be able to see uh, what's going on a lot better. And it works It works the best for long putts, I've found, um, <clears throat> just because oftentimes there's multiple breaks in a long putt, and, and that is something that's hard to, harder to see when you're standing right over your ball. Um, but once you stand back a little bit, you can clearly see all of the different slopes. Exactly. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to get into, though, is, is how uh, players go about aiming long putts and, and, and sort of figuring out their line mm. uh, and what i mean by that is you hear sometimes people say oh it's a cup out on the right or other people will say oh i'm trying to hit it at the apex of the putt uh, there's there's a bunch of different ways you can do this and i just sort of wanted to run through you know three or four different ways that people go about reading putts and maybe one of them works best for you and one of them uh, maybe not as as good for you yeah so one of the most common that i don't know if you were going to touch on drew is some people talk about seeing the entry point of the hole itself. So let's say you're staring at a 20-foot putt from 20 feet behind the ball. You're way, you're way back there. <laughs> um, but you're looking at the golf hole and you say, okay, I think this is going to enter at on at nine o'clock on one side of the hole if the if the hole was like a clock and sometimes that can help by working backwards from where they want the ball to enter that can help for some people envision the line that it's going to take to get there yeah exactly that's very similar to the person who traces a line so they almost see like a you know like a top a, a tracer you know see on tv the the the, the real break of the putt or uh, you're sort of seeing a trail in which the golf ball is going to roll or you want it to roll on uh, and entering the hole at that specific part in the cup. It's a very visual approach. It's a very artistic approach. So if you're someone who's a little more creative, uh, this might sort of be the one that, that clicks best for you, I would imagine. Yeah, it never worked for me. I tried it, but I always found that I either underread or overread putts this way just some people they see where they want the ball to enter the hole they just keep their eyes locked on that point they feel a they, they feel themselves into a position and then they hit the putt and it goes in and it's incredible hasn't been how i work i tend to like lines and structure and trying to dial in my aim a little more than just feeling my way from backwards to forwards i just never quite worked for me what what what, what was what's a method that did work for you and then i'll tell you i'll tell you the one that worked best for me oh well i'm kind of that i'm kind of that one right there the oh really the wow uh, i don't i was thinking the other day a lot of times i don't even someone was saying oh yeah it's about a cup out 
And I don't even I don't even think about that uh, for better or worse. This could be maybe the reason why I don't make more putts, you know, full disclosure. But I I just don't see it like that. I'm not even sure I consciously aim at a certain spot. I kind of just see uh, see that trace and try to hit it along that trace line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know exactly. What, I've never enjoyed the oh, it's a cup out to me because I've always been more of a where is the apex of the pot so the apex yeah can you explain that a little bit yeah that's it's a great one exactly so the apex is the highest point of the pot it's basically where the pot starts breaking off if that makes sense so um when somebody will say to you oh this is about a cup on the right the apex is about a cup on the right so that's about halfway between your ball and the hole and it's never your ball's never going to roll over your apex is going to kind of roll underneath it anyway it's the highest point of the putt is the is is the easiest way of thinking about this and once you know where that is you're going to understand that your ball is going to drift basically just slightly below it and then into the hole i found something that really helps me when i i i often on longer putts and i forgot about this and then i start doing it again recently and it really helped me recently is that i go stand on the apex so i go stand on the highest point of the part and then i from the apex when you look down at the hole if you get it right it's going to look like a straight putt if that makes it's sense. perfectly straight perfectly yeah. straight because you found the highest point of the part and when you're looking down at the hole you're looking down at a straight putt to the hole if you if your ball was to be there and so i just stand there and i just think okay what's it going to take to get my ball to this spot effectively is the height that what where am i going to need to aim in order to do this so then i work backwards from there but i just think if i know this is the straight part it's going to roll directly down into the hole from here if i if uh, that that just helps organize my where i'm supposed to aim if that makes sense i can just say okay this is where i want my ball to kind of curve off i think it's a great approach for a couple different players players who play fast greens a lot mm. i think this is a great approach um because the ball will die off of the apex with a lot more speed than if on a slower green when you have a really slow green the ball isn't going to move uh from that apex point a whole lot because you kind of just have to hit it and it won't the ball won't break as much on slower greens yeah but with these fast greens you'll see that at augusta guys will be trying to take the highest line possible which is uh a very when you're putting to the apex that's a very uh, good way of of hitting that highest point yeah because it's just going to kind of get up there and then it's going to gravity is going to start taking over it's going to start trickling trickling down and yeah to me it it just makes sense maybe it's funny some people on the other on the other end of this may think oh well, i'm I, I like the whole method it's a little more simpler i totally get that i prefer the apex method and then what there's something in between right where some people just hyper focus on start line often when i hear people talk about this stuff they'll talk about breaking the putt into thirds they'll say what is the first third of the putt going to do what's the second third of the putt going to do what's the third third of the putt they're going to do and then they hyper focus on the first third and they say okay where do i need to aim in order to get this ball going in a direction these are the same kind of players who have lots of lines on their putter usually they use a line on the golf ball they really lock in this stuff and um I, I get that. I've been that guy before. And you're probably not going to aim worse using the line on your golf ball. It may feel a little weird, as we talked about in a previous episode, but it, it, it's it, it's a pretty 
it's a pretty simple way of at least getting a baseline decent aiming ability cooked in. Yeah, absolutely. I think that method you're describing is very closely related to the person who says, I want to aim a foot out or a cup out. So essentially what those people are doing uh, is they're figuring out that's that's the point in which <clears throat> they need to aim for it to be the correct break, obviously. Uh, um, but what they're doing is they're drawing a line back from that, like you said, to their ball and and essentially picking out an intermediate target really close in front of their ball, maybe a few inches. Mm. And they're trying to roll it over that specific point I've tried this in the past. It's actually pretty pretty helpful if you're struggling with your aim to really pick that intermediate target really only a few inches in front of the ball um, if you're really struggling with, with aiming. Yeah, and Rory said that when he won the Open at Royal Liverpool back in 2014 that he was doing this. He called it spot putting. I don't think he used the line on his golf ball, but he just picked a spot for inch or more than four inches probably about a couple feet and about a foot in front of his ball i think he said i can't remember the exact details but you know let's call it a foot and he just tried to roll his ball over that spot and he knew if he did that his his putt would be pretty good and he'd get his ball pretty close and he called it spot putting so hope i hope this helps listeners there's a few different methods that we use we we endorse two of them we've probably tried all four of them between us and um you know just tinker around with them some on the artistic side of the spectrum some on the more linear side of the spectrum and just see what jives with with your brain what makes you feel more comfortable and you'll probably make more putts because of it Hello, I'm Luke Curtinine, the host of the Golf IQ podcast, and we've got some very exciting news here in Golf Digest land. It's a new newsletter available exclusively to Golf Digest Plus members, and it'll land in your inbox once a week. It's the greatest newsletter in all the land here at Golf Digest, but I admit there is an upstart rival in the ranks, and it goes by the name of the Low Net newsletter with Sam Wyman, who's here right now. Sam, what's the lowdown on your newsletter? Well, my newsletter, Luke, is the reason that you are competing for second place at best. My newsletter, as you said, is called Low Net. It's geared towards golfers like myself, who are very much in the middle of the pack at your course or your club. It's a a game I live and breathe, and and I'm obsessed with getting better. No, in all seriousness, it's a great read. It's full of not just really interesting and helpful stuff, but really relatable stuff from the man who probably loves golf the most of anybody here at Golf Digest. So head over to golfdigest.com forward slash plus. Sign up and start enjoying both of these awesome newsletters each and every week. 